0: Welcome to the Point of Impact podcast with Rick McDaniel. Thanks for joining us today. Get ready to be inspired and motivated to live a high-impact life. Now here's Rick. Welcome to the Point of Impact. I'm Rick McDaniel. It's great to have you with us again this week on our podcast and just always excited to Share with you different things, and we're talking about fear, and I just our fears, and I just feel like, man, this is such an important subject. It's something that, as I said a couple episodes ago, I just feel like in my own life, career, ministry, it's just the thing that has more people uh, in its grips than anything else, and I think the pandemic just simply did that. Times a factor, whether it's a factor of three or five. I won't won't predict that, but I'll tell you it's a lot. And, um, you know, it's just really something that it just makes you so unhappy and so miserable. It's not what God wants for you. God hasn't given us a spirit of fear. The Bible tells us that. it's This isn't God's plan for our lives, is that we should live in fear. I do want to just... You know, say a few things because you know some folks are like, yeah, well, you know fear is 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 good. And fear is good only in the sense that it serves to to warn us of some absolute imminent danger. Of course, that is what makes fear uh, positive in our lives. But come on, that's not what we're talking about here. and and I think any reasonable person understands that, that people that want to, Kind to defend fearfulness, I guess we'll go to some extreme lengths to do that, but I just think it's kind of silly and it's pretty intellectually dishonest. We all understand that if you're in imminent danger, you would have fear. If you're standing on a cliff, if a gun's being pointed at you, whatever the case may be, then yes, there's reason to be fearful. But fearing the future, which is what we started talking about in 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 this new emphasis and fearing failure and now again financial fears look there's reasons to be concerned sure you know like job situation or or I guess what's happening right now that's concerning is just straight up inflation and you know things cost more I'm sure you're seeing that and uh, my wife just filled up her car and it was like wow that is a lot of money for a fill up of of a car and yeah you know there's these things are happening and that's true so there's again there's reason for say concern absolutely there's reason for concern but the fear is is just paralyzing it's debilitating it just simply doesn't do you any good and there's no way that you can make a case that somehow this is good for you, healthy for you. It, it simply is not. And so I want to talk today about you know fear of finances and overcoming this fear because man, this is something that just drives people to just make some horrible decisions that just spiral things completely down. Um, It's something that robs so many of the joy and peace that they could have in their life because they're constantly fearful about it. It just is something that has so many negative consequences. So how about Jesus? You know, what's Jesus has to say? Gospel of Matthew chapter six, verses 31 and 32. Don't worry and ask yourselves, Will we have anything to eat? Will we have anything to drink? Will we have any clothes to wear? Only people who don't know God are always worrying about such things. Your Father in heaven knows that you need all of these. There it is. God knows that money is (laughs) important. Yes, he does. He understands that. And I guess maybe that's a good place to start today. Again, just for those who'd be like, well, come on, Rick. You know, like money problems, money concerns are legitimate. Yes, money. Yeah, money is necessary to live in this world. No doubt about it. I am in no way denying that whatsoever. It's true. But again, how we relate to money makes all the difference in the world. Now, in my book, You Got Style, I have a chapter on financial styles because people look at money differently and certain styles definitely lend themselves toward being more fearful about money and some styles less, especially the style that just really just doesn't have that much of an interest or concern in money. But that is certainly just one and it is probably the minority of all the styles. So I'm not saying money is imp- is not important. I'm not saying it doesn't matter. I'm not saying any such thing. I'm simply saying that being fearful about your finances, worrying and worrying and worrying about them is not good for your life. It is not good for your mental, emotional, or spiritual health. So You say, all right, well then, uh, you know, what can we do about it? All right, let's just start here. Ask God for help. Over 20 times in the New Testament in the Bible, it says something like ask, ask, ask. Matthew 7, 7. Jesus says, ask and you will receive. Ask. Ask. Ask God to help you. Ask God to provide for you. One of the Old Testament names for God is Yehovah Yireh, which means the God that provides. And actually, it literally means the God that sees the need and provides for it. God sees, God knows. Again, the scripture just read, um, Father knows that you have need of all of these. It's not a surprise to God. So asking God to provide is an absolutely... Important and first step that you want to take. I mean, it's just absolutely at the beginning, beginning of what we should be doing. We should be asking God to help and provide. In the book of James, just to get a different perspective on it, chapter four, verse two, it says, you want something you don't have, and you'll do anything to get it. You'll even kill. But you still cannot get what you want, and you won't get it by fighting and arguing. You should pray for it. You should pray for it. Don't fight about it. Don't argue about it. And certainly don't kill people over it. You want something? You know how you're going to get it? Praying for it. That's the approach to take. God does not get bothered by a request. You know, there's so many things. I I could talk about when you talk about prayer but this idea that you know like I don't want to bother God like this is just it's just our human mentality being placed on God who is so far above you know the word holy you know a like God is holy the word holy means literally other other like God is not like us God is can handle it. It's not overwhelming to God. It's, and if it matters to you, it matters to God. It's not too small or unimportant. So asking God is just exactly what we should do. God is concerned about everything that you're concerned about. That's it. It's just, it's, it's literally that simple. Asking God to provide for you, help you, you know, whatever it is, if it's where you just need a better job or you need some sort of blessing because you, you know, you've had an unexpected repair come up or expense, whatever it might be. I always ask God things like, help me to save, like if. If, if something costs $500 regular price and you can get it for $200, then that's like earning $300, you know, Ben Franklin, penny saves a penny earned, you know, a dollar saves a $1 dollar earned, hundred dollars saved is hundred dollars earned. So, you know, God can, same thing with like health, you know, how many people just get slammed with medical expenses and then God gives you health and that just saves you all kinds of money. So asking God. I also believe in this little principle, before you pay for it, pray for it. When you're making decisions, especially significant major decisions financially, I just think it's a huge mistake not to pray about it first. And I call it, you know, the peace. You can call it whatever you want, but that sense that you have that like, yeah, this is good. This is I feel at peace about this. It's this a good decision, or I just don't feel right about it. And I, I've I've had both of those in my life. I've had times when it just did not feel right about it, so just held off. I just didn't do it. I didn't buy it. I didn't spend it. About a year ago, almost bought a piece of property. Man, that would have been a gigantic mistake if I had done that. But I didn't feel right about it, so I didn't do it. And I didn't feel peaceful about it. And it turns out that that was God's way of saying, hold off, hold off, don't do that. Other times, I've, I felt like I had the green light about different things. And it's turned out to be absolutely uh, just a fantastic decision. You know, God can bless you. The Bible says, and a lot of Bible today, but hey, this is stuff that's really important. Back in the same book of James, right? In James chapter one, if you lack wisdom, ask, it says, ask God and he'll give it to you generously. He won't hold back. I mean, if you just don't know what you should do in a financial situation, ask for God's help and God can send, you know, send people into your life. He can send information your way and reveal things. Things get revealed and all of a sudden it becomes much easier to make a decision. Or you just end up with uh, resources that you never thought you had or could have. All kinds of things can happen. I, I cannot stress enough. Now, here's the other thing. When you unburden, you know, Jesus says, come to me, those of you that are burdened, heavy laden with the burdens of this life, and give your burdens to me. Like when you pray, you you get this financial stress, the financial fear. You just release it and you give it to God and you don't have to carry it around anymore. Makes an enormous, enormous difference. And then you're not driven by these financial concerns and financial fears that you have. Another principle is learning how to spend wisely. I mean, just being wise in how you spend your money. Uh, Lots of times people get more concerned about what's coming in than what's going out. I don't have an economics degree, but uh, I don't think you need to to understand this. You either increase revenue or decrease spending. I have run some large organizations. I have sat with in budget meetings. I think I have a pretty good idea. You know, you can cut spending, you can increase income. In the church I founded for like 16 years in a row, our income went up every single year. Well, that's easy. You just, in, income keeps coming in then you know, then you can uh, spend. But if income doesn't keep increasing, then you have to look for how you could cut spending. So, and even if we get more coming in, you know, maybe we need to be careful about what's going out. can make a huge mistake by envying other people. Just because somebody else got something doesn't mean you need to get it. So there's just a diligence that comes. It all begins with a budget. I mean, every major organization has budgets. I mean, of course, and and then families don't. Like, that makes no sense. A family is like the most fundamental organization there is in culture. You know, the family is like the Ground zero of what we build our culture on. Why would you not have a budget? So that you don't. I mean you don't know what's. What's really going out. You don't have a handle on it. That's not good. You should know what's coming in. You should know what's going out. You should be saving. And you should know what your expenses are. It's just as basic as it comes. And it's amazing how many families. Don't have a budget. It's also amazing how families will be in a situation where um, they're not on the same page the husband and the wife just especially if one spouse handles the bills and the, you know the other spouse is, doesn't know what's going on or, or or there's not discussions about things and there's not an awareness it's not good it's not good and it's all easily easily fixable there's a difference between a want and a need he just is just things to all there's things that all of us want that doesn't mean that we need them now i'm not trying to say that you know you can't have anything that that you want because god is good i mean he is just a a generous loving god and he blesses his children and i've seen it in my own life that just you know i don't need some of the things I have, but God just is good to us and he and he blesses us with these things but again it's about it's about making it about your wants versus your needs we we base our budget and our spending on our needs and then we see if we can't have some of those wants after the needs are met and taken care of you know this is just how basic finances work if you save and you invest and there's nothing greater than you know your money making money last couple of years the stock market's been absolutely just phenomenal and hopefully you were a part of that and you saw money you made money that you just didn't do a thing didn't do a thing and you and you make money now you can take some of that money and maybe gets you know spend it on some of those wants once your needs are taken care of and you've got things squared away, but you read survey after survey about where people are at in their retirement and they're just absolutely not prepared for it. That's just, that's, again, that's just not how, how it, how it works to, 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 spend wisely means that you understand that you're not going to work forever and you put money aside money aside for it and and you're able to to uh diligently consistently do that and if you if if your company you work for is matching you know that to not take advantage of every matching dollar is just like literally throwing money away i mean if you say well i don't want to match up to five percent you got to be kidding me whatever it takes whatever sacrifice you have to make make sure you're you know, make sure you go to the amount that is ma- matched because otherwise you're just literally saying goodbye to money. And then the miracle of compound interest. I mean, this is, this is it. I mean, it just it's unbelievable over time what happens. How money just over time, give it enough time. And anybody can be a millionaire really over enough time, just given enough time. If you start early enough, don't even have to save that much money but you just consistently do it and then you just let now again the last five years the the most you know models i've seen over the years the money doubles in the last five years but i mean again that's the way compound interest works the more you have the more the interest impacts and the the greater the return So you just diligently save and you just keep doing it year after year after year. And it it just works out marvelously well for you. So these things can all be done absolutely positively. No doubt about it. And, you know, you read these stories of people that have these very average jobs. And then at the end of their life, you know, they give a million dollars to some school or, or church. And you're like, what in the world? You know, they just. They were just diligent. It can be done. It absolutely, positively can be done. And, and again, the more that you're spending wisely, the more that you are in control of your finances, the, the less reason you have to be fearful. And if you're not educated in these things, you know, then then take a take a class. I took like a finance like seminar thing when I was in my 20s I wanted to understand insurance and investments and all those sorts of things and I think one of the great disservices that we do to our children is not to teach them these things some schools now have like these basic classes in finances I think it's fantastic I don't think any school should avoid that I think every school should have some type of class that's taught to everyone before they leave like at least in your senior year before you leave school that covers all the basic things that you should know about money because it's just vitally important and once you handle things correctly you just have a lot less reason to be to be fearful and then when there are unexpected things that happen we go back to what I was talking about earlier and you simply ask God for his help and assistance and when you know you're doing the things you're supposed to do um then it's 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 a lot easier to say hey god you know like i need your help which leads to another absolute principle for financial success and making sure you do not have to ever worry and can overcome the fear of finances and that is the is the generosity giving we wonder how our finances can be stronger Give money away. <laughs> totally counterintuitive, right? Makes no sense. Makes no sense at all. Like what? I'm going to give money away, and it's going to get m- more money. And yet, yeah, yes, it is going to give you more money because generosity activates God's generosity to you. It's it's when you give and show that kind of love and concern for others. That you welcome into your life the immense blessings and generosity of God. And I, I've seen this. I'm telling you, I've been a giver my whole life. And it is just amazing the blessings that can come your way when you are somebody who gives. I mean, it's just, it's just there's no, no way around it. I mean, this is what the Bible says in the last book in the Old Testament, Malachi, verse 10 of chapter 3. I'm the Lord all-powerful. I challenge you to put me to the test. I mean, where in the Bible do you hear something like that where God says, oh, put me to the test? The Bible says I'm going to put you to the test. Yeah, God puts us to the test, but God says, Child, you know, I challenge you put me to the test. Bring the entire ten percent into the storehouse so there'll be food in my house, and then I'll open the windows of heaven and flood you with blessing after blessing. I mean, it's just there it is. God says, You you give to me the first ten percent of your incomes called the tithe. Tithe simply means tenth. I think it's just absolutely to me, it makes the most perfect sense in the world because it's like straight out of math. Like, what what do you do? You move a decimal point. That's That's how you do it. It's like God said, I'm going to make this so easy. I don't know, what would a tide be on $645? Huh, move the decimal point, $64.50. Wow, wow, it could not be easier. It could not be easier. You don't have to, you know, what's 18% tip? That's hard. Some of you have, like my wife, got your little app for that, you know, put in the numbers so it'll give you the, what am I supposed to tip? No no need with God. It's very simple. Just move the decimal point and there it is. God says, you know, and that's just tithe. And the Bible talks about offerings, which is above tithing where you give the special causes that whether it's the building of a building at a church or whether it's to a missionary who's going to another country or whether it's a particular um cause that needs help. And then there is alms. It's kind of a funny old word, A-L-M-S, alms, which is specifically gifts to the poor. So alms are just for the poor. So then that's another type of giving that we're supposed to do. So we, you know, we support Salvation Army and we, we give to Compassion Ministries that reach out and help the homeless. And help single parents, ministries that specifically reach out to those that need food, that need clothing, need health care, whatever it might be. And when we're generous, then we position ourselves. Again, I will flood you with blessing after blessing. I mean, that's just like unbelievable. It's like whatever Whatever you do, like make sure you do that. Like, don't rob God. I mean, that is not a wise financial strategy to steal from God. It is very wise, however, to give so that God will flood you with blessing after blessing. I mean, you just cannot outgive God. You just can't. It's it's and it's impossible thing to do. The more you give, the more you receive. It's just it's one of God's principles. It's just it's the law of the harvest. You, when you plant, you, you receive a harvest from it. So it's just so crucially important to be someone who's generous and is, and is a giver because you're always going to be in a good place financially. I've spent my life being someone who is generous. I just believe in it. I just think that it's, it's the best way to live your life. And I'm just telling you that when you do that, you, you don't live in fear of finances. I mean, I've had plenty of financial challenges in my life, significant challenges in a variety of ways. And I'm not saying that I've never felt stress or concern over those things, but I don't live in fear of finances and, and have such heavy burdens and worries because I know that God is, is going to take care of me. Because I'm doing these various things that I'm talking to you about today. There's no reason to, to live with that kind of really debilitating fear. It's not, it's not the best way to live. It's not the way God wants you to live. If you, can, if you can avoid it, do it. And the way to do it is to put these principles into practice that we've been talking about today. I'm telling you, friends, you're going to love the difference it makes in your life. You're going to just feel so much less stress and worry if you just ask God for help. Practice those principles of budgeting and why spending, investing and saving and all the things that you, you need to do and be a generous person. You do those things. And, and you're, you're going to overcome the fear of finances. And, you know, you'll have some great times, you'll have some tough times, but you'll never fall into this despairing trap of just being paralyzed by the fear that somehow, you know, you're not going to have enough and you won't make it. It'll work out for you if, if you do it. And I, I really hope that you do because it'll, it'll make an enormous difference in your life for sure. Let me just talk to you about a few things before we go today. Usually talk about these at the beginning, but I just wanted to jump into this because I just feel so strong that so many people really just suffer with these financial fears and it's just not it's just not necessary and it's just not healthy for you. So I wanted to just jump in today and talk about it. But I just want to remind you of some things that, again, rickmcdaniel.com, you know, people are always asking, where, where can I go? To see more of your stuff, RickMcDaniel.com. That's just the number one place to go, and right there you you'll find uh, you know you'll find what you what what you're looking for. I've, there, there's links to articles, and and I I've got just I've over a hundred articles that I've written. I think it's like hundred and thirty. So uh, you can you can find the articles that I've written. You can you can find. Um, Uh, information uh, about other things that I'm doing Uh, again, pray.com daily devotions with Rick McDaniel Monday through Friday on pray.com. I would just really encourage you to, to listen to those. I just recorded another batch and I just, there's just some great stories and some really, just really encouraging words that I think can really, really help you. I'm now on this wisdom app and doing some things there. You'll hear me talk more about that, try to do some live events. So you can call in and um, you can ask some questions. We can dialogue about different things, maybe even about this financial stuff. I'd I'd love to do that. I'd love to help you if if possible. So be looking for that. Uh, Also, my new book, This Is Living, Daily Inspiration to Live Your Faith comes out January 4th. And so just... uh, I'll be I'll be talking more about that. And um, by the way, you can get on the if you go to record.com and get on the mailing list and I'll be sending something out next week about the about the book. So if you get on the mail list, you'll be able to get that. And and I can just spoiler alert, tell you that one of the things that will be in that email is is a picture of the cover the cover of the book is. Is done and you can get a look at the cover and see what it's about and I'll talk a little bit more about the book and what's inside of it I think it it's just going to be a great encouraging book and I can't wait to share it with you so those are just some of the things that are happening uh, and um, I hope you can take advantage of those and uh, listen read and and hopefully really be encouraged and inspired because that's what I'm doing all this for. So high impact living, that's what it's all about. Living a high impact life and I want to help you to do that in any way that I can. Have a great week. You've been listening to the Point of Impact podcast with Rick McDaniel. Thanks for tuning in and we look forward to you joining us for our next episode.